0: Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our Mother's Giant collection. I am your co-host, Jalene. And I'm Violet. And which movie did we pick last week to watch this week?
1: We watched You Can Count On Me. Yes. And neither of us knew what this movie no. was,
0: could not picture it, saw the DVD cover. And no, like li- Nothing. Nothing. No uh, emotional attachment to this. N- n- nothing. <laughs> nothing. And I was racking my brain today trying to figure out
1: why we own this. Mark Mark Ruffalo? Is
0: he on the cover? Is and he, Yeah, and Ma- is? Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Okay, so I guess like the name is kind of what sold it. I think mom likes Laura Linney as well. I couldn't tell you what she's in though. No idea. No idea.
1: Great actress, but no
0: idea. Yeah, so this is a Rogers video DVD that was bought for $9.99, and it was a wrap DVD. So we are the first people to have watched this.
1: Minus everyone who
0: rented, rented the it. DVD.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, duh.
0: But this movie came out November 17th, 2000. But I did the big unwrapping, so this seems as though this sat on the DVD shelves at Roger's video for a very long time before it was sold. Yes. Because I would have unwrapped this movie,
1: or... It was, honestly, this is one that was very hidden, tucked mm -hmm. away somewhere, completely forgotten about, then we moved, and... Mom was like, oh, I have this. I don't know what it is, but it's going on the shelf. Yeah, so like during the move. Because I don't recognize this cover Mm-mm. whatsoever. Nope. Like nothing, nothing about it is familiar. No. And it's in the Y section. And if you, not that you would, but the way that we have all the DVDs organized, Y is at the end of the alphabet? And there's a very specific shelf where all the uh letters that are at, at the, the end, so the Z's and the Ys and the, everything like that. And that's where we would stick, like you just had a random DVD and you didn't want to mm-hmm. sort it. And you would just throw them in there. So you often would see this shelf. Yes. Exactly. Or like where this would be sitting. Yeah. Nothing no. about it is familiar.
0: Nope. I I just I'm like, that's why I couldn't even describe this movie to you last week, because literally no idea. And and then reading it, it was like I've never even heard of this movie before.
1: If you had to describe it now, what would you say? Because all I would say is, hey, you should watch it. Don't go into knowing anything. Just watch it. I'd say it's definitely
0: an independent movie. But other than that, I I think I have a different opinion on this movie than you do. Than me? Yeah. Oh. It's not that I had a bad experience with it. I don't think it was did as you, grappling. Did you watch it with headphones? I did not, or did I? Where was I when I watched this? No, so I watched this, I watched 55 minutes on my lunch break, and I watched the remainder of the movie in the bedroom with no headphones. But the box song was the best thing that they had throughout the film, the cello. Yeah. Okay. It's Bach. It's by Bach. I looked it up because I listened to it.
1: (laughs) Sorry. I thought you said box, like a (laughs) B-O-X. And I was like, did I miss a scene? (laughs) No, no, no. So I really
0: loved that. I loved that it was kept repeating. I thought it suited the film's tone. It just was very classy. This is the first time where the song just kept like, I was like, oh, it's coming on again. This is really
1: nice. Okay. Here's my my viewing experience of this. You gave the DVD to me. Four Friday. Day, four days ago? Yeah. And I completely forgot about it until last night at 7 p.m. Is that why you texted me? Did you see my text
0: message about the Vegas or like TwitchCon or not TwitchCon about SDGQ? Yes.
1: And then you probably were like, oh, wait, I've got a movie to watch. No, because – it no, that was uh, – that was like 24 hours before. That was on oh, Sunday. It was on Sunday that you texted me. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a busy weekend. But, uh, yeah, so Monday night came, and I'm getting myself for the work week – ready for the work week. And I was like – and Grayson looked at me, he was like, so you're watching the DVD? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to play that. Um, Do you want to watch it with me, Grayson? Grayson's like, no, I read the plot and it doesn't sound good. I don't want to watch a rom-com. And I was like, it's not a comedy. Nope. And okay, I'll watch it then. And it's the end of my weekend and I just didn't want to watch a DVD. Nothing about me wanted to watch a DVD. So I was going to do something that I have never done before while watching one of these DVDs. I was going to play a video game. While watching this. (laughs) So I sat down Mm -hmm. to start playing something and I put the DVD on and I watched the first minute and a half and I have not opened up Steam. I haven't opened up League of Legends. All good. I'm just zoned into this DVD. And I hit pause at the three minute mark and I turn around and look at Grace and I said, you're watching this one with me. (laughs) And he's like, oh. And I was like, no, it's good. He's like, okay. So I... Take after I had sent set like set up the the disc drive to my computer to watch the DVD <laughs> like it was a whole thing I had to stick my head in between a screen and my tower to try and get the USB cord it was a whole ordeal just to start playing the DVD I now had to take the DVD out of the the my setup and we're gonna sit down and watch it on the TV so we sit down I get the PlayStation going PlayStation's like you want to update I'm like please don't update <laughs> <laughs> I've already gone through so much to watch this DVD don't. So put the DVD in, it starts playing, and I was like, no, oh wait, freeze. Let me rewind, I forgot one thing. Mm -hmm. When I said, Grayson, you need to watch this, I made him sit at my my computer and I made him watch it at the computer before we relocated to, I was like, watch it. And he watched it and he's like, okay, yes. So that's why we relocated to the TV. Start playing on the TV, the TV. And it didn't have the same impact. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to be wearing headphones for this because the sound quality, is shit because it's 2000 the tv speakers aren't as good I don't have surround sound going on I was like I need speakers behind me. like I need to be immersed in this mm-hmm. sound so I, was like, I looked at him I was like I can't watch the dvd like this so I'm gonna relocate back to the computer <laughs> and I will now update the playstation because I'm not using you anymore so you can do that and I was like do you want to just like watch it with me I'll screen share it off a of discord and then we can just sit and is that what you did? And that's what we did. And I didn't. I played one game in the middle, uh, but I spent the majority of the time just just watching. What grabbed you? Was it the music? It was. It was the sound design, or like the whoever was on sound was great. And yes, the music. But at the beginning, there are, and throughout the majority of the film, it has not a like it has dialogue, but. It really gives moments where you just have to take everything in that's happening. And mainly, so the first three minutes, I'll explain what what it is, is two people are driving in a car. Mm -hmm. Which she
0: has the best opening line to a movie I have ever heard. What did she say? I wrote it down.
1: Because I remember just instantly... Oh, I said. I I wrote. I love the opening sequence. It was the first thing I wrote down. So, why
0: do we put braces on girls who are about to be pretty? I just like. I then i
1: I sat there and I was like, they had a lot of like, you know, they yes, they had a lot of uh, good lines and that like, there was a lot of great stuff in this film. And she's saying this. They're having a conversation. There's like a radio in the background playing because they're Mm -hmm. in a car driving. Um, and, and then there's not much going on car swerves in front of them, or he's about to hit a car. So he swerves. And then you're just like in this like moment of, of terror and suspense of this crash that is about to happen. And you immediately cut to, and it's like quiet crickets, a police officer walking up to the home to give the news to the children. And not a lot of dialogue is going on. They're just kind of looking at each other, knowing, kind of what's like he has to deliver this bad news she's like holy fuck what's about to happen and he maybe says like uh, he probably has like two lines of dialogue and then we cut to uh blue beautiful blue sky with the church and then just this music of people were people singing yeah and church choir and also but there was uh There was like whatever the instruments were that were playing were just lovely. And then that played for a full minute and a half of just music and visuals. And I was like, oh, this is good. We didn't get like a play by play. We got a play by play of what's happening, but we didn't get someone talking like it wasn't. Someone wasn't narrating. And then this is why my my parents died. And this is where I am. It it told like someone really thought about how they wanted this story to be told. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought, okay, this needs my full attention. And I would like for someone else to watch it because I think this is going to be good.
0: I really loved how many questions I had at the end of this movie. In retrospect, thinking about things between the two of them. That I then was really excited to talk about because the fact that I have so many like questions and notes that I was like, I-, I need to ask this. I We need to like discuss these points because I felt as though there was a lack of development in some things. But I think that lack of development led to a leads to a conversation. Intention-
1: no, is, I think it was all in te- intentional. intentional. Like, a ve- like uh, I okay, I wrote nine notes down. I'm going to read every single one of my notes because I only took nine. And they're very short. I wrote, I wrote a few more, but... <laughs> okay, so it has the title of the movie. Is that one note? Y-C-C-O-M, if you really want to know how I wrote down the title of the movie. oh No, that's not the note. <laughs> um, it says, I love the opening scene. Wonderful music when you get uh, the cut to the church. The sound is so good. I don't know what's going on in this movie. This is fascinating. He asked her for money? Brother, sister, what are you doing with your life? Final note: What an interest! What an interesting movie. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got to go off of of this film because I just sat and was like uh, watching it. Mm-hmm. It it had my t- attention. One moment I went up and went to the bathroom. That was it. You don't. You don't even have
0: character names.
1: No, I don't have. I couldn't even Sarah. Samantha. Samantha. Ugh, so Sammy. Hold on. Let me write these names down because they're probably important. They are. Okay. I was going to say brother, sister, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Samantha. Terry. Terry is the brother. Yes.
0: Rudy. Rudy is the the child. And Brian. And Brian is
1: the boss. Yeah. So you have four pretty. What's the name of the man that proposed to her? Bob. Yeah,
0: so you have four characters that play a significant role, and then it is kind of funny how, like, Bob plays a role that is important but not important, and so he's literally, he's there to be there, but then, like, he's not really there. And Bob is such a forgettable name.
1: He's an NPC. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically in this film. I don't think I could just... to, if I had to just say what this movie is. I was going to say, like, how I, do you want to describe this movie without... The, the most I would go into, it's a movie about a brother and a sister. Who... And honestly, life. Just just life. What the, the things, the decisions we make, the consequences that go with it. Um, yeah, so yeah. Samantha and Terry are the brothers and sisters. sisters. But also, like, are the judgments we place on other people versus how we act ourselves like yep uh uh uh, there's 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 a lot going on in this film so i'm just gonna say it's a nice snapshot of people's lives yes and their brothers and sisters and that is that's it yeah
0: i like probably should go a little bit further for like what this so someone can kind of understand what we're talking about but Samantha and Terry are brother and sisters. They lost their parents. And Terry comes home to the small town that he had left. and Years later after they had lost their parents. Yeah. And Samantha has a son named Rudy. And he doesn't have a father figure in his life. So this also is really interesting because then Terry becomes the father figure that he doesn't know he needs. And Terry has now a son. It's like that he doesn't realize how much he's missing out on life by not having family around him is what I would say.
1: Yeah. And also does not know how to interact with kids. I mean, I'd be the same. <laughs> Whatsoever. Um, I hope not. Uh, But uh, Samantha is appears to have her life together like she's working the job she has her son like she went through the steps of what you th- would think you would need in in life in order to have she, the per she got married perfect. Yeah, yeah she she has the house or wherever she lives all that whereas um terry just kind of Terry gets floats around as
0: the drifter. Like, yeah. That's what it says in the back of the movie. Well, yeah, he just kind
1: of he floats around, uh, doesn't have a sick, like secure. Like, OK, he owns half the house it, in which um, Samantha lives because it's the parents house. Mm-hmm. And that's what they inherited. So he has someone to, somewhere to come back to if he ever needs. But he kind of just goes wherever, whenever. And he's okay with it. He's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And then
0: Brian being the manager, he's kind of new to town and he's new to the bank and he's the boss of Samantha. Samantha and him kind of butt heads. And then she ends up having a relationship with him. that an is affair. An affair. Thank you. Um, and like, cause he's cheating on his pregnant wife and she's cheating on Bob who ends up ultimately proposing to her later on in the film. And like, that's kind of where that dynamic relationship comes. And you're seeing like her life starting to break down because she's starting to make poor choices. And then ultimately, the end of the film is like the revelation that Rudy is not wanted by his father. And Samantha was ultimately protecting Rudy and from him seeing that side of the like life that he shouldn't be exposed to at this point in time. And Samantha and Terry kind of just go off on their own ways, realizing that like they. They want what they want, and like Terry's never going to stay in the small town and Samantha, that's what she wants. And like, that's basically, as you said, it's a snapshot of someone's life watching something that's over the course of probably 10 days is what I would say. Like, I don't feel as though Terry was there for a long period of time. Any longer than that? I would say
1: two weeks max. Yeah, somewhere exactly. between yeah, ten to fourteen days. But I, I don't. Not a month. No, no. no. It I didn't seem as though
0: he had any intentions of staying there longer. Yeah. So it being an independent film, its budget was one point two million dollars, and it grossed worldwide eleven point two million dollars. Quite successful for an independent movie. And it was ultimately nominated for two Oscars. Laura Linney was nominated for Best Actress. And then Kenneth Lonergan, Lonergan I'm so sorry, I can't pronounce your last name, uh, who is the director and writer and the priest, uh, <laughs> was nominated for Best Writing for um, a screenplay to be put on screen. It's There's so many like writing categories, but anyways, it was like not Best Script and not best original idea was like something for like a screenplay they didn't win but it was like an honor to be nominated and it is kind of crazy to think that a film like this being nominated doesn't have more recognition like I've never heard of this but here's the other thing it's 23 years old
1: yeah and it was his first time as a director
0: yes it was his
1: first time as a director and it's so good. hmm Yeah, I, I'm... Sur- well, it, okay, it was nominated. It didn't win. Okay, still honored to be nominated. Yeah, I don't know why this film is more disgustive. I was also very young when it came out, so it could have been. But did mom or dad recognize it or know anything no. about it?
0: Nope. Well, I didn't... Dad, dad hasn't really asked what we've been watching, actually, lately, but mom looked at it and didn't really know what it was either. Hmm. Okay. Just more a disappointment that it wasn't. Hello, my name is
1: Doris. <laughs> Fun fact mm-hmm. Rudy, mm-hmm. the son, mm-hmm. brother, the brother of
0: Macaulay Culkin. There we go. Yes. It doesn't seem as though he's done much acting since, but like I feel as though that poor family got really burnt out with Probably. like they all had children. They were like, you're gonna act. And then if they weren't as successful as Macaulay Culkin, then like that's that, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the child also has every right to decide not to pursue acting as well. Yeah. Okay. So when Terry comes to town, Sammy's life kind of starts to go out of control in her eyes is what I will say. But this is due to her own choices. Yes. So she decides because she doesn't want to face what's going on in her life even though like she's made these freaking choices that she's going to meddle in Terry's life bringing in Father Ron why do you think she pushes back against Father Ron asking her why she made her choices and i'm wondering if this is because it's the 2000s and we weren't openly discussing our trauma they never ever acknowledge
1: the death of their
0: parents yes at all Briefly, I think it's like, like it was just like mom and dad left left us at the house, and like let's Um, let's not talk about that any further.
1: Terry talks about it with Rudy, yeah, very briefly, yeah. But the the siblings don't, and this no, the siblings don't. Not that I remember. Um, I don't know, but uh, Samantha doesn't do a very good job of reflecting on her own decisions no. or like i feel like she's not very aware of or does she not care
0: well, i I, that's, I i had a hard time trying to figure out what her line was of like do you care enough that you're making these decisions and like hurting other people or is it the way that people perceive
1: you that you care more about i think it's the latter like she cares more about how she's perceived Which is annoying.
0: Yeah. And like, I thought this was like, when I, I wrote this down, I I felt quite mean, but like, this is the way I had felt that in some ways she regrets having Rudy because she never seems like a mother towards him. But I think it has to do with the fact that they lost their parents, therefore she's like really lost
1: yes and like i mean terry calls her out on this and is like you're trying to live like the prescribed life of like you graduate high school you get married you get the job you have a kid and like that's that's kind of just like the formula that you follow and she fell into that and now she's stuck there not really stuck but she has the kid okay that's That's a big responsibility that she has to, like, own up to or, like, be a part of this child's life. But she doesn't have to continue to follow that route or that path. I don't know. She just...
0: To me, it looked as though she just had this giant clipboard with all her, like, check boxes. And she's like, yep, we got that done today. Yep, we got that done today. But, like, it's not... like. It's a poor description of, like, what this film is about because she's literally not going around and being like, check, check, check. It's just, like, the prim and properness that she brings to everything of, like, this needs to be Be done. done,
1: But it has to be done in this specific way. Yes. And Terry comes in and just... Pushes her just removes all boundaries or or like Mm -hmm. or shifts where the boundaries are because he goes and he picks up Rudy and doesn't bring him back at the time where like they go and they do things that they shouldn't be doing. She's basically a helicopter
0: mom that doesn't trust Terry, and I I get it probably for good reasons. We are shown that Terry has a past that he's not reliable, and I understand that like a kid. Definitely needs reliability because I would assume they didn't have reliability as they continue to grow up. And so she's trying to be that constant figure Stable, yeah. in Rudy's uh, life. But like Terry's also just like, you need to relax. Like shit's going to happen. You can't predict everything.
1: And that's okay. And like, yeah. And then so Terry's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. And there's parts where you're like, the, the priest delivers this speech, and you're kind of like, well, yeah, like, I, and I'm not going to quote him because it was a really long winded. Yeah, he kind of yeah, yeah, he yeah. kind of threw Terry's life in in Terry's face, and was like, well, like, like, and just kind of stuck it to him. And you're like, he's not wrong in what he's saying to you. Like, he wants you to to own up to your shit. Like, you just kind of do whatever you want and ex- and assume there's no consequences. And I really do mean that in the way that when he, how he treats Rudy at times is kind of not good for Rudy developmentally because he flips out on him because he thinks that Rudy had ratted Terry and Rudy out for what they had done the night before. And Rudy didn't. Rudy held true to his his promise. So imagine being a kid and you made a promise to an adult and you kept that promise and then the next day out of nowhere they just start yelling at you and you're just like but what like i i didn't but you feel so defenseless because the adult is always right mhm yep and that poor like that's not how how Terry should have gone about things and then he also he he there's another thing i can't remember what it is specifically but instead of taking it out on Samantha he takes it out on Rudy and and Samantha's like, stop. Like, he has nothing to do. Like, don't be shitty to him for something that I have done. Like, that's not fair. And that's not OK, because then Rudy's just like, what did I do? I don't really understand what's going on here. Like, I, I, I he said he was going to go take me to fishing, fishing. That's what it was. He's going to go take me fishing. And I'm like, he doesn't understand what's like he's functioning at a level that's quite. <laughs> I'm. Describing with my hands, this is very difficult. That's, um, <laughs> I was going to say small. Like it's not, his his world in which he functions in and like what he does is, is limited versus what like the Terry and Samantha are seeing. They're seeing so much more, understand what's going on more. So anyways, uh, yeah, like Terry was just kind of shitty. Yeah, he was. But I also
0: think, terry brought out a side of rudy that his mom squanders no
1: i like and the other like they both had good like Mm -hmm. both all all characters characters in here good good things things going for like i'm not trying to shit on samantha and terry not at all i i thought thought their characters were great but no and i think that terry at times was wonderful for rudy he brought him showed him how to use a hammer like uh, and let, it's okay to just go off schedule and it's, it's okay to just go with the flow and have fun. Like you don't have to uh, be on
0: time, be here. here Every, yeah. Not everything has to be prescriptive in your yeah. life. Yeah. You can have a little bit of fun and that's what his mother hasn't really been doing. And I mean, like, I don't want to be like super repetitive, but I do think it goes back to them losing their parents and. I think you have two children who didn't know how to react and so this is one like this is one way Sammy being like okay like I need everything to be predictable. If I don't have predictability, I'm going to end up like Terry and Terry's just like I I know life's going to take shit away from me. So like why am I holding on to things that I know are eventually going to leave me and like That's also the sad thing, too. Like when he shows up, the girl that he was kind of seeing overdoses. She doesn't die, but he's kind of like a bit not sad about it because he's just like, well, like that's the choices that she made. And he's like
1: no attachment to. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Because like, again, if you don't love something, you're not
1: going to care about it if it leaves you. I think that's an, uh, one other thing I really like about this this film that was so nice or refreshing is they had like very fleshed out characters like they were very true to themselves and the decisions that they were making throughout the entirety of the the film with all all flaws like incorporated in it. I feel like you you see less of in films that we've been watching. I'd say recently We see very surface level yes. characters we're not seeing yeah like i think like it's it's hard to like compare this to anything
0: recently that we have seen because i felt as though this was such a big story that was told over a short period of time that really got into the depths of everything
1: and and but the the dialogue exchanges that mm-hmm. they had felt so real based on their own personal motivations like, okay. when when Terry Terry shows up to town yeah. yes. and she sits down to have lunch with him, hasn't seen him in however long it may be, and he basically asks her for money and then is going to leave. And she's pissed and she flips out on him. And, like, w- she flipped out on him before explaining, like, all the things that she had done to prepare for him to be there. Like, she just got mad at him. And Grayson's like, that was uncool of her. And then Terry says something. And then she goes into, like, like, I took the day off. I cleaned the house. I thought you were coming over. Like, all these things that I put in to you being here. Like, she had these these um, predetermined expectations of what was the day was going to look like. And Terry was just there to get money from her. Like that's all he really cared about or thought about. And she's just yelling at him at the restaurant. And then Grace is like, okay, no, she has a fair point. Like it was just so true to themselves of what was going on. I was going to say, like, I think the last movie that we
0: saw where the characters felt real, was must love dogs. They weren't perfect, but they were staying true to who they were and the dialogues, like what they were saying oh, that's to each f- other.
1: This is just a funny film. No, it, that's cute. Yeah, no, it's but, a but yeah. that's what
0: I'm saying. Like comparing that, to everything else that we have seen recently, it, it's it's kind of been yeah. a really long time since we've seen something that has hit like this. I also kind of like thought about the fact that I just like had my note saying like, I think at the end of the day, we all need therapy because like the more I age, the more I realize that these adult decisions traumatize us as kids and we carry these reactions with us. And I think that's kind of the scary thing watching this and seeing how these two people are having a tough time with each other. What is Rudy going to then look like in 15 years? Yeah. And especially Terry making the poor decision decision to meet his father <laughs> who doesn't want him. And it's hard because like, I don't think it's the wrong decision because what Terry was showing him was that you need to stop wanting something that is never going to respect you or want you. But I'm like really grappling with him like, okay, this poor seven-year-old basically just Watch two men beat each up beat each other up over the fact that he's not wanted whatsoever yeah
1: they really get they tussle yeah, yeah how did you i guess feel about that decision i mean you kind of explained it but would you if you were in terry's position would you have done that
0: i don't think so but i'm also really but, grappling
1: like, with the fact that sam mantha now knowing- is in the wrong Okay, but now knowing mm-hmm. like what what the outcome looked like from that. I guess I don't know how to, to phrase it, because it, it it didn't have to go down like that. I think Terry was the wrong person to be taking him to see that? Yes, because Terry
0: is too. I guess like the best way to describe it is Terry's like, the world is out to get me, so I'm gonna get it first. Okay, And I think like that's kind of the wrong perspective and like he's just now he's he knew that Rudy didn't want any relationship with
1: Rudy. Sorry, they're both named after this. Rudy (laughs) Senior
0: didn't want anything to do with Rudy
1: Junior. And but like the way that plays out is so Terry takes Rudy to go see him. Um, It's this really rundown house. Uh, Rudy's uncomfortable, like going there. Terry knocks on the door. Um, Eventually the dad comes out um, and a fight fight does break out. And after the fight happens, the cops are called and they sort it out. And while that's happening, obviously there's just this young boy with these two men who have beat each other up. And they're like, what do we do with the, the kid? And Terry's like, well, that's his dad. And the dad's like, that's not my son. So now this boy, Rudy Jr., has heard his own father say, that's not my kid. So Rudy Jr. Yeah. being a child is taking his father's word at face value and is thinking, oh, he's not my dad. Like this this random stranger is just saying he's not my dad. So he must not be my dad. Not not realizing what it's, R- Rudy Sr. is really implying is that this, like, I don't want anything to do with that boy. Like he's yeah. not mine. Yeah. And the cops are like, well, I don't know what to do with the kid. So it's a whole ordeal. Eventually, he gets reunited with his mother. And when the mother has a conversation with Rudy Jr., that's when you realize that Rudy has taken it at face value. And now she has to try and explain to this kid, no, that that was your dad. And he's like, no, it's not. He said he wasn't. And she's like, but he is.
0: I know. And like, this is where my therapy thing came in, because I was just like, man, coming from a childhood background where you have just been told this, told that, then you believe this, then you're now questioning everything because you were told something by an adult figure that this was the truth. And now you're confused.
1: I really wish I had it East of Eden with me. There's a really good quote about like the, it's the, when the first time you see uh your parent or an adult fall, your world just shattered because you, you hold like physically fall? No, no, not fall. Like I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, it's not what the I'm really butchering or whatever it says, but it's something along the lines of like when once you see like through past their bullshit or their lies gotcha. or whatever it might be that they have done is like when you you realize they've made a wrong decision or they made a bad call. Like they're not, they're they're figuring it out too, or they're they're not. Yeah, it like it's really. Kind yeah. of shattering
0: like the memes that you see that all the parents as you are now a parent you get your kid a pizza thinking it's a fun friday and you're just like no actually it's because i don't want to do anything on a friday Yep. Yeah. and like that's where the parental decision is coming from and you as the kid are just thinking wow my parent is great and it's like no kid i just can't do this right now <laughs>
1: <sighs> what are you doing with your life that was my second to last note, but I literally, it was, this note was taken along the time of one of the priest's interventions that was going on when he was talking to, and they were talking, it was like, it's something like, you matter, you don't matter. And I was just like, what are you doing with your life? Go. Because if you look at these people living their lives, you're like, oh, is that just it? Is this just what it is?
0: Yeah, I think like life can be really frustrating. What about it? I think this is a really huge question. You're just uh, (laughs) making the answer on the spot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Are you doing everything you'd like to be doing?
0: No, I'm not. And what changes could I possibly make? Changes or
1: also what's limiting you? Um, Yeah. What changes could you make?
0: I think like that's probably more difficult because it's just like there are things that I would like to be doing in life, but I just don't know how to get there. And I don't know what I need to get there. That just sounds so convoluted, but I'm doing more things now that make me happier than they were a year ago. So I would definitely think like that's I don't think productive is the correct, correct word, but like. It's, it's better.
1: Sorry. I know it's not an easy question at all.
0: I wish I would travel more. I think like that's something that I definitely miss from my life that I wish I could do. Um, I'd agree. But I do hate that. I'm kind of like tied down to things and responsibilities I think it would be different if I owned a piece of something that I was then like, I think like that's a huge thing is like financially being so limited. It's not that I wouldn't be able to travel. It's the fact that I would then be traveling and also paying rent at the same time. I I find that kind of a bit frustrating because you are paying for something that
1: you're not even there enjoying. Yes, but most people do that and they have to pay mortgages. I think, so like, that also doesn't go away.
0: I, I mean, like, I look at it as differently because then you yeah. are contributing to something that is yours. Yeah, eventually, yeah. That you then can come back to and you're like, actually, this isn't for me. I'm going to do something else and you can turn around and sell it. I think, like, rent is, like, one of the hardest things for my head to grapple around because it's just, like, I'm putting money into someone else's pocket to help them out, which kind of frustrates me, especially... In the current economy, where everyone now is just looking at being a landowner as a viable job, that's starting to, like, really bother me.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Because then they're off traveling. I don't know if they are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Whose life would you prefer to have? Samantha or Terry?
0: Terry... Not Terry. Sorry, Samantha because that is definitely more my personality but i don't want a kid well
1: see, that one's a non-negotiable <laughs> sorry that one's a non-negotiable factor
0: but like i just don't like Terry's life because he's putting himself into dangerous situations like he goes to jail i morally don't want to do that <laughs>
1: i think that's like where my can i be Brian the manager No, Brian's shitty. I know he is. We haven't talked about Brian yet, but Brian's just, just, just something. Okay, he, he calls Samantha into the office. It was like the most power trippy boss that you could have and sits her down in this really uncomfortable meeting that they're having to be like, um, so... Uh, brightly colored backgrounds are inappropriate. So if you're changing your background to a brightly colored – he's not talking like that at all, but it was just – it was so infuriating. He played – Matthew Roderick. Roderick did good work to him. But you know
0: why he's on a power trip?
1: Yeah, but Samantha's like, no, and my background's like a normal color. And I guess someone had changed his background, and he was trying to catch who had changed his background. Like, just – just a weird way about going about it. Also, hey, you can just change your background color back. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. It's not. And
0: it s- might be 2000. Someone's, the computers are a bit different.
1: Someone's clearly fucking with you because you suck. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or laugh. It's a joke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's done no harm to the company And I'm like not not even on top of The fact that he's cheating on his six month Pregnant or whatever eight month pregnant wife Like okay Beyond the fact he is also just shitty And then she gets Involved with him And when her life is falling apart He shows No No ounce of Empathy or or Consideration for her so she just kind of puts him in his place and is like, fuck you. You're not firing me. I'll see you at work. Or like mm-hmm. like I had life. Like sometimes life happens. Yes. And that's okay. Yep. And and saying that to yourself is great, but we also need to say that when when other people, they have things come up and that's okay. Sometimes things just happen and we have to let it be and let it go
0: yeah have more compassion and have yeah. more empathy like yeah. and put and i think that's what was so frustrating for samantha was just like i've done a great job up until this point but because i don't fit into your idealistic box You seem to feel as though you can just turn around and be like, well, you're not doing it this one way, and even though you're super productive, you do great work, it's just not done the way that I want it.
1: Her kid was missing for, like, 24 hours, and she couldn't... I don't think it was 24 hours, but she couldn't find him. Mm -hmm. Like, cut the girl some slack. She's a single mother doing the best she can. (laughs) Yeah. Like... So she didn't show up to work for one day. Is the building okay? (laughs) Are the people in the building okay? Okay, good. Okay, everyone's okay? Perfect. We'll make up for the missed hours somehow. It's fine. So would you be Samantha or Terry? Terry. You'd be Terry? I'd pick Terry. Oh. I don't see that suiting you. Oh, I... I just... really disagree with how Samantha chooses to live her life and how Samantha has chosen to live her life I I don't agree with Terry breaking all the rules he does but and I don't agree with how he treats Rudy (laughs) I think he has a lot of growing up to do but I appreciate that he doesn't have anything I'm going to think of this the way I want to say this sentence hold on give me a moment i appreciate that he's genuinely himself and owns up to almost everything he or pretty much everything he does like he's like yeah i went to jail and he explained why he went to jail like yeah this is going on in my life yeah i do need money like he's very quick to the 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 point or like is very open about what what's happening in his life whereas i don't like how samantha is like she tries to present differently than what's going on. I don't agree with that. Like morally, mm-hmm. how would it look
0: like if the genders were reversed?
1: I could easily see that. Could you? Yeah, I feel as though there would be. I have a different, difficult, a more difficult time picturing Samantha's character as a male. But I think it could still work. I can picture Terry's character as a female. Could you not?
0: I think the perception of the story would be much different. And I feel as though... Oh, I think the story
1: would be different.
0: If Samantha was the one that was the drifter, she would basically be told to grow up. Oh, I th- no. And then I think... Being a single dad, Terry was being told to grow up the entire time, but I think it would be completely different. I think men can get away with doing stuff like that more so than women, though.
1: Mm, I actually don't. I think, I think what would be easier is uh, if Samantha was a male getting a job and like what that would look like in the workforce.
0: Yeah, but Terry doesn't seem as though he wants to work. So that's why I would say like if Samantha wasn't
1: No, but if So I'm like I know we're kind of confused. Okay, no, yeah. We're we're talking I'm picturing if Samantha was Sam was now a male. Yes. And had all the same characteristics that Samantha has. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think Sam, he Sam, he, yeah, would do better. Yeah in in like the workforce aspect. Yes. Then Terry's Terry's now no, a girl. I don't got a uh Terry.
0: There are female Terrys, yeah. <laughs> Terry Hatcher.
1: I don't I I think they would I actually You really think that if Terry was a female that people would want they would put more pressure on them to grow up because mm-hmm. i think they put the, the same amount of pressure on i they or they put the equal amount of pressure on terry to grow up or than they did no she did she brought the fucking priest in and he he gave it to him straight no i think it would be different because if also is that a thing sorry why I didn't grow up with religion do you just like have the priest come in and be a counselor? Yes. What background is that in? Jesus. <laughs> the Bible.
0: I don't know. I feel really wrong, like saying anything, but
1: like no, I, I. But like, I'm just curious. Is that like, is that something that is that happens in life? Obviously, it, they didn't just cook it up out of nowhere and put it into this film. I would but say it was so, yes. it was so foreign. If if it was like, I was just. Well, think Seventh Heaven. I know, but I was just questioning. The the man's credentials, which like, yes, okay, Jesus Um, and the Bible. Yes, that is probably what he is going off of and trying to educate with or on. But the thing is that can be interpreted Mm -hmm. in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And where are we allowing for like uh, social, emotional needs just in, in general or like instead of like moral, ethical Based principles uh, being derived from the Bible.
0: Well, I think because generally, like with Christianity, it's all about the community. So if you are falling off to the wayside, the community is supposed to have your back and help
1: you. Oh no, th- I think that's great. I have nothing against that. I just like would like to know how, uh, why you wouldn't go to to someone with more formal. Tra- okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's free okay you you, you you take the services you can get so that's fair
0: yeah no I, I like I think if Sam was a man in Samantha's role there would be so much padding on the back of raising a son all by
1: himself I think anyone who raises a child should have pats on their backs
0: I know but I just to, feel so yeah. though like they're
1: they would be celebrated more for their accomplishments. Okay,
0: maybe. Exactly. And so like, I think the community would kind of focus on things a little bit differently. And then, so Brian is now a a woman and she's in a specific role that is the boss to man, Sam. (laughs) And I think that relationship would be then so much different because then I feel as though Female Brian would then lose the power much quicker because then we have man Sam who would be the dominant of that kind of like relationship and has more power. And then I just feel as though women who don't have something secure in their life kind of get labeled poorly as if like, well, you don't know what you're doing with your life. So you're kind of a failure. And like, I just like, I kind of feel like that is the way it would be kind of interpreted. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it would change the story for sure is kind of like how I would interpret it. But I also don't know like if they're, well, no, because I, I don't know. What do you want out of life? We're going back to that question. Because I I poorly answered it. No, it's
1: what are you doing with your life? Yeah,
0: what are you doing with your life? <laughs> can't even ask it correctly back.
1: There's one commitment that will be over in six weeks. Mm. That I'm looking forward to being done. And then past that I'll be okay. Is like how it feels right now. But unfortunately, we have to make commitments. And sometimes they're, you can't get out of them. I mean... It could, but it's, like, not worth, uh, wait, like, the... It's six weeks. The, yeah, the, the pros and cons, like, it's just stick it out. It's fine. And, like, that's not to say the work, what it is, is bad. It's it's more the environment. I don't like the environment in which I have to function in, and it's, it's uh, a life suck. But everything else is fine. I'm back in school. I'm taking a course online. Man, I've never read a textbook as much as I have right now. Um, I used to like maybe glance at some of this stuff, show up to class and then have a lecture and then the lecture would teach me stuff. And there's something I didn't understand that I would reference the textbook, but this is purely online, no lectures. So I'm not being taught by a professor, even though he's making the big bucks, I'm being taught by a textbook. Mm. So the, the word of the textbook is the word of whatever it is that I'm learning. Um, it's lovely it's great i actually enjoy learning something new could i recite any of the stuff that i've learned some of it that's not bad um i'm in uh the as the textbook is going on it's becoming much more interesting uh it's a psychology class and the first chapter is on the history of psychology so it's just learning about people and their names and their different theories of all and I don't care about that. Uh, second chapter was so good. It was all statistical analysis and stuff. So it was math and I like math. That was great. Third chapter. Oh, oh, oh. Third chapter was awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was biology. Oh. Because it was all about the nervous system. Yes. Which is important in learning for psychology. I I will say like great, but man, do I know about nerves or neurons and I know about axons and the myelin sheath and dendrites (laughs) and and we've lost all of our listeners (laughs) I'm kidding um yeah uh so I I I now I read the textbook learned the chapter was really really frustrated because it was words and pictures and I couldn't it made no fucking sense of like And I took bio 12. This is the best part is I took bio 12. I remember sitting in the computer lab and having the computer try and teach me how the nervous system worked back then and being really fucking frustrated with it because whatever resources they were giving it 10 years ago also sucked. And I checked out like I stopped I was like I don't care about the sodium and I don't care about the potassium like it's supposed to go through different gates and then it like causes a chain reaction like what is going on here so I made it through because I have to read the the stuff and then answer some questions and I made it through because you can do the, the questions multiple times so I just mm. like kept trying to learn from my mistakes and then I thought no I need to actually learn this. This is not something I'm going to run away from. This is something I'm going to figure out. So thank you, Crash Course. Thank you, John Green, for existing and putting out the videos that you do. Uh, And he has a three-part video on um, neurons in the nervous system that explains like the exact so he's like, done a great job teaching you. No, I don't know if it's like <laughs> it, I was gonna say like chemical. No, it like uh it like it it he had a great job of explaining exactly what happens when um like a, a a neuron gets like stimulated and like there's like an action action phase or an action point that like oh. and and the, my favorite part is he has a three part video and he watched the first part and I was like that's the part I got and then he gets to the end of the the part one video and he goes. Now we're going to learn about the most complex part. And I was like, okay, thank goodness that it's supposed to be difficult. And I'm not just like, (laughs) something's not going on there. And he said it like, he's like, this is one of the most, but is important to understand to like Mm -hmm. grasp everything that's going on. So, um, the internet is a wonderful thing, but do you, you don't know anything about crash course, do you No. Okay. And I didn't either until last week. And do you know who John Green is? the novelist yes okay he's a youtuber okay he's been a youtuber for years um parallel to him being an author so it is the same guy oh yeah really? he is honestly he's brilliant and all I could think is this man's probably never sat still in his life um he has a brother who just got diagnosed with cancer um let's be like just putting it out there
0: that's the one that got I think yeah I think I know what you're talking about. You just made an announcement video yeah. this past week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Crash Course, they've been putting out videos for years. Mm-hmm. I The oldest one I saw was eight years. Could be 10, could be, I don't know how mm-hmm. many. And, and it's not just like biology or, or um, psychology or anything. They also do history videos. You can get a video in almost – on almost any topic that you wanted to look up, and they explain it, and you get visuals that go like cartoons that go along with it. And they do an incredible job at explaining concepts that a, a professor's probably spent a four hour or three hour lecture on, and you can learn it in 12 minutes.
0: I feel like I have maybe you've, seen you You've, you've maybe
1: stumbled across one. So I watched one actually two months ago because I watched um, The Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh explained. Do you know what The Epic of Gilgamesh is? <laughs> I have no idea. So The Epic of Gilgamesh is one of the first written stories ever captured. There's only one other, like, one that they have, and that was written. It was like an... Um, Like ancient Egypt, Mm -hmm. like glyphs is the only other one that they can date that was uh, slightly before this one. And this is like the first written work, which means it's like they didn't write shit down back then. Mm -hmm. It was all mainly oral Mm -hmm. culture. Um, So for someone to take the time to write this one story down, must have been something and it's like the introduction of the story is like the story is written before um, like bread was even invented like this is like like thousands and thousands of years ago and it's a really interesting story. and I had read about it over a year ago and then I wanted to refresh my memory so I wanted to see if there's any interesting YouTube videos and there was a crash course 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 on, the epic of Gilgamesh.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of recognize some of the thumbnails. So I feel as though I have possibly stumbled across one other, one or two of their videos before.
1: And the man's great because he talks really fast, which I know could bother other people. And you can slow down the YouTube video, but he's like giving you the information. Yeah, but it's not as though it's just like him sitting there talking.
0: They also have like- Yeah, there's graphics. more going on. Here. Yeah, so that definitely will help. Because then you can pause at any moment to also understand and dissect. And you can rewind. That's also the beauty of YouTube.
1: Anyways, so me for me being in this course because it's condensed instead of 12 weeks is over six, it's a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm loving it. It's great. That's so best. I'm happy about that. And my summer job has started and it's great. So what am I doing with her life? You know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy with whatever I'm doing with her life. I would love to travel. That is the one thing that I wish I could sprinkle in there. And I'm planning on doing that. Was going to try and do December, but I think it's going to have to be March, sadly. Because flight prices are $600 cheaper Mm. to go in March. Sadly. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Yeah. Fiscally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Do you think this is a movie that mom would
1: watch? I don't. I don't think she'd like it. I don't think she would like it at all. But I said to dad, I was like, this is a good movie. He's like, oh, I was like like I I would recommend it to anyone and like just listen listen to the music Mm -hmm. listen to like the just like the soundscapes everything that's going on the like the the moments of of pause the moments of breath and and listen to the words that are being said Mm -hmm. there's some excellent dialogue or like very thoughtful words that are exchanged mm-hmm. in the film, and like the visuals aren't bad either. Yeah,
0: no, it, it it's it's an indie film, so it's quite cheap. Like, there's less camera setup of like different angles and stuff. But it's not to say that it visually still wasn't no, appealing. Yeah. The house that they were in was completely adorable
1: oh i loved it and the furniture it was so so, it was so good Two thousands yeah. and yeah. like
0: just on the cusp of like oh we're entering a whole millennium but like we're still no, really they, in the yeah, 90s yeah. Like, let's be honest it's great we can then just jump into our ratings if you're ready sounds good what is your story rating i give it a four you give it a four i get
1: a four okay. I, I loved it
0: i gave it a three I really did like all of the characters, but I also feel as though like there was some nuances that could have been even more impactful. But I also felt as though this film did really well with the time that it had spent on things. I think if this was today and they were making this into a three episode short, I think there could just be so many more stories told. But I also sometimes worried that it would ruin it. Yeah, Possibly. Your music score.
1: I gave it a four.
0: I gave it a three and I thoroughly enjoyed Bach.
1: Yeah, I thought the sound, it, it's just not music. It's just sound. Mm-hmm. It, it was great. Great. If you're going to watch this film, I highly recommend headphones or surround sound. Like You need to be sitting in it to get the full effect. Your visuals. I get it a four.
0: <laughs> I gave it a three I have notes that the house and the small town vibes were very great. cute. yeah, great. And just as I said, all of the uh, 90s uh, costumes, the cute little computers that we got to see, and the old cars. Um, actually, yeah, for it being... You gave it a three? <laughs> $1.2 million budget. They used quite a few locations. They did, yeah. Now that I think about it. So that's actually quite interesting. So they just must, they, all of them have taken a pay cut. But at that point, Mark Ruffalo wasn't like, he wasn't the Hulk yet. No, but like also Matthew Broderick was,
1: is friends with. Yes. is like he, best friends. They've been friends since they were Kenneth. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth, they went to like, schools together. Yeah.
0: Your overall score. An eight out of 10. I'm a six out of 10 and on IMDb, it is 7.5. So you're closer.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I want to keep this film. Genuinely. Sorry, I'm not even going to let you ask the question. <laughs>
0: Are you sure?
1: Yes. Yes. No, I want to keep this film. That's fine. Because it is not on any streaming pa- platforms. Not. I've never heard of it. I've never heard anyone speak of it. And it's great. So you'll
0: want to rewatch it in the next three to five
1: years? If someone said, hey, you want to sit down in uh, five years from now? I'd say, sure. Okay. That That's quite a positive review from you. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I I really do recommend this film.
0: I was just so excited and I think like I would enjoy it the second time. Sometimes I do enjoy films the second time because I know what to expect and so I then get to pick up on it more. I missed what the mother had said when before they died. And I was like, wait, I like, I want to hear this. By the way, this movie
1: has no subtitles. No, it has no subtitles. So you have, you have to, to listen. You really have listen. Have to, have to listen. So
0: I had to go back because it was like, well, what did she say? Because I feel as though this is going to be important. And it wasn't important, but I just was like a, a sentence where it was like, it makes the viewer think. You're like, yeah, like, why do they put braces on girls who are just about to be pretty?
1: Nothing. Or not Nothing very few things are are given to you or like are told to you in this film you need to infer and figure a you lot really of it to think like really I was so confused about when the two of them sat down for lunch together for the first time I did not pick up that that I was like who is this person mm-hmm. and it took me a moment to be like oh that's that's the brother like there's no one are like oh i'm having a lunch with my brother or whatever it was or unless i just missed it but there's so many things or even when he took rudy to go see rudy mm-hmm. i was very confused with wh- where he was taking like what was going on i don't know how i missed that like you I, missed that part i was so but like i i i, I was no more so confused about like does the dad really live in this like place? Like, is he just taking him some, like I, to scare him. He's going to knock on the door and no one's there. Like there were, it, it had me questioning and like thinking a lot and nothing into, nothing in this film is really spoon fed to you at all.
0: Yes. I will agree with that.
1: And I appreciated, appreciated it a lot about this film.
0: Alrighty. Are you ready to pick next week's DVD? Yeah. Okay, we're ready to move on from You Can Count On Me. Yeah,
1: I feel rejuvenated after this film and hopeful. Hopeful that we're going to get a... Another slapper, something that that's great. Okay, so not a political... <laughs> Did, is that what you just rolled? No, okay. I haven't
0: hit random. Oh yet. man, I
1: thought you hit the button and you're like... Oh. No, I just, I just hit random. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: I think... I jinxed it? No. Okay. (laughs) So this is a good movie. Okay. But we have a certain opinion on this movie that it is only good up until a certain part and then we stop watching it because it gets boring.
1: Oh. Okay, and we agree. Oh, curious. Mm -hmm. So we've discussed this before. We have discussed this movie On the podcast? I don't know if we've discussed it
0: on the podcast, but I know we
1: have discussed it. Because like my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. I literally stop at the halfway point. Yeah. And so I doubt that it's this one. And what is, what is it? It's Romeo and Juliet. Okay. So, so no, it's not, it's, that, it's one. not that one. But like that one, there's like a clear. Oh, I haven't even seen that no, one. No. Yeah. No. There's a clear mark where I'm like, okay, I have don't need any more. Um, oh, curious. Uh, can you give me any hints besides that?
0: I'm so afraid because it's going to give
1: it away something really dumb and obscure then how old were we when we saw it how old is this movie the movie came out before us oh oh (laughs) i think she's got it oh there is a clear there is a clear part where you're like i don't need to watch the second half of this i don't need to put in the second disc i don't need to it's good it's done Mm -hmm. and i've Watched it within the past mm-hmm. two years. Yep. It's The Sound of Music. It is The Sound of Music. <laughs> oh, man. So I love this
0: movie. It's great. We're going to have a great time talking about it next week because there is just so much fun in the beginning. It's not even the beginning. It's the first half of the film. And as soon as they send those children to bed, it's like, I'm going to bed too.
1: Yeah, and then we're going to have this really, this one song that it's like, okay, this is where you can just go grab a drink of water, go to the bathroom. It's okay if you're, a woman has a lovely voice, like no, nothing against the nun um, or the mother or whoever, but um, it's just downhill after that. Unfortunately, it is. Okay, cool.
0: We are going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you would like to follow us along on this very long journey, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye.